Is he in the hospital still? Yes, he just sat his neck. He's home. He's, He's home. home now. He's home. Yeah. Okay. He's hoping to be back next week, which is crazy. Oh, yeah. That beats Bernie Sanders' record. Oh. <laughs> 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 well, Bernie might have had some shock therapy for hairs. <laughs> 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 Here we go. As we uh, we pause to uh, to pray to pray tonight again, we um, renew our our commitment to each other to pray for a blessed season of Lent for for us and for uh, the work that we do, our families and communities. And uh, I think also as, again as we begin Lent to remember in a very special way those who are uh, will be entering the church. Uh, at the Easter Vigil, the, uh, uh, the catechumens who are uh, preparing for that, that, great, uh, that great experience of, of grace. So we bring all this before the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Saint Alphonsus, pray, pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know the uh, seminarians were out today doing uh, helping in, in, in parishes, and it's always great to hear their stories about uh, you know the uh, all the things they encounter, especially if they're at Saint Patrick's Cathedral or Saint Agnes, Saint Agnes in the city. It's, it's a great stories of, of the crowds. Um, Father Monaco, Father Monaco, did you have him? Did he, uh, he was mentioning uh, that when he was in Chicago, he used to help at a parish in, in, in the Loop in downtown where they would get 40,000 people come in on Ash Wednesday. Yeah. So, it's, uh, so thanks. I know that we have some who are, uh, who are ill or some who are, uh, uh, had commitments, obviously, tonight. So... Uh, where we're not, we're not. Uh, we we have a few missing. That's why I think we're being uh, one of the reasons why we're being uh, uh, recorded. I mean, that's a risk there because you can as soon as you watch it at home, you've got the mute button, <laughs> and uh, and that's always a temptation. Uh, but uh, what I'd like to do tonight, again, maybe we might even. You know, uh, uh, and a little bit earlier, just wanted to, you know, we'll see how it goes. But to begin a, uh, uh, if you're following along, let's say in uh, with 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 Bohr, the next what he calls part two, uh, the the uh, maybe the first couple of chapters there, to kind of take the next couple of weeks as a unity, as we look at various dimensions of. The human person, uh, the human person in Christ, and the human person called to conversion, the human person ultimately called to discipleship, uh, and uh, you know all of this is to, to to set us up 
for a uh, you know a, 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 an understanding and an exploration of the human uh, the human act uh, and and the moral relevance of, of human actions. Uh, so again, what we're we're looking at, you can try not to be, uh, you know, too abstract about it, but we'll we'll look tonight at what we call, you know, theological anthropology. Now, again, that's a term, uh, you know, anthropology, the study of humanity, the study of the human person. You can look at it in a couple of different ways. You can, there's cultural anthropology, you know, that focuses on uh, on uh, how the uh, different cultures come to understand themselves and their humanity. There's, uh, you know, uh, forensic anthropology, you know, in terms of even, you know, the, 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 uh, the development of the human person, you know, uh, physically speaking. Uh, but this is, what does it look like from the point of view of theology? In other words, therefore, we're going to be obviously combining and working together with, with faith and reason. Because when we talk about theology, then we open up to what we uh, can, uh, can learn from revelation itself. And within the context of the church, from tradition as well, all guided by the Holy Spirit. Yet not all on the same level, but again, our uh, richness of understanding both scripture and tradition. Uh, so there are a couple of preliminaries. If, you, if you're following Bohr's uh, schema, we can we can look at. Uh, but I mean, it, 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 like the, the the question at, at on the table, you might say, is you know, the human person asking him or herself, you know, who am I? Uh, you know, what 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 does it mean to be? Uh, a human person. Uh, what, what is the significance of, of humanity? Uh, there is a, uh, even in Vatican II, in, in Gaudium et Spes, uh, in, its, in its attempt to, again, bridge a gap between the church and you know, the modern world, is it plugs into the great questions of humanity. Uh, you know, well, <laughs> What is the significance of my life here? How do we explain uh, evil uh, that is not necessarily moral evil? Uh, you know, suffering, human suffering. How do we understand uh, the, uh, you know, what, what is the significance of my activity? You know, if we're following, if anybody's following the liturgy of the hours, uh, we, we now we're in the Lenten season, but. The last couple of, of, of uh, weeks, we've been looking at the, some of the wisdom literature uh, in ordinary time, and you know the, the book of Kohelet, vanity of vanities, all things are vanity. There's nothing new under the sun. Uh, everything is a chase after the wind. Uh, you know the idea is that these are the questions that vex the human person. You work hard, Kohelet says you. Uh, and then you just you, you die and you leave it to somebody somebody else somebody you don't even know. So again, what we're trying to say without being you know overly dramatic or you know forcing us all to the point of needing a stiff drink or something, uh, we're saying is that the uh, 
the, 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 the gospel, uh, you know, it, it answers the question uh, of the, uh, the deepest questions of the human person. Uh, and the, uh, and that's why it's so important that the gospel be presented credibly uh, and, and authentically, uh, especially by means of a, of a holy life. Uh, so the, the, uh, the, the, the idea, what, what I think, would, the, the point of it is, is that rather than, you know, my, like jumping into, uh, you know, this action or that action, is this moral, is that immoral, is this a sin, is that a virtue, whatever, is that we back up a bit and say that, you know, what, what are the, you might say, the big questions of humanity, what kind of portrait of humanity uh, can we draw and offer? Uh, and uh, that, you know, that, that will help, you know, I think ultimately to understand, you know, ourselves. Uh, and, and help people understand themselves as well. So again, this is where I think we, we say, and, and this is where I, I, a few, another couple of <coughs> preliminary remarks is that where an authentic human life, even before you bring faith into it, uh, demands a little bit of, uh, a little bit of interiority, maybe a lot of interiority. <laughs> But, but it, it, or, or again, the, the famous philosophical maxim, an unexamined life is not worth living. And then I think that makes us, you know, step back, look at, examine our own lives first, but examine our cultures. Uh, you know, do we, uh, are we, and I mean like, you know, contemporary man and woman, are we in the United States, are we living an examined life? Uh, is there any time in, which, in our life in which we cultivate uh, silence or solitude? Uh, you know, is there uh, any time in which we, uh, we we step back and look uh, at whether our efforts uh, are making are, are humanizing or dehumanizing? We'll look at that in a minute. Uh, but what? You know, and, and I think that we, we, we can see, uh, you know, so, some, some issues, let's say, particularly in, 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 in an ever-increasingly technological world, you know, especially uh, mass communications, mass media, uh, social media. You know, uh, 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 is that making the world a better place or is it uh, causing uh, difficulties? Probably a little bit of both. But I mean, it, 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 you know, it, it seems to be we're surrounded by double-edged swords. You know, that yes, we can communicate with each other uh, in, instantaneously almost. Uh, yes, we can, you know, uh, express ourselves uh, and see the, uh, you know, dialogue with people, you might say. But on the other hand, is it, uh, you know, are, 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 we, are we so overextending ourselves, uh, that we don't have time for ourselves. Are we, uh, you know, uh, again, the, 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 the social, just thinking of social media, that we can say what's on our mind, but is there any, you know, but, but there's that element of, of uh, anonymity, there's an element of, of, 
uh, maybe saying, speaking before we think. Uh, so there, there, there's, well, there's a lot of good things. There's a lot of things that are, are dangerous and are relevant, you know, uh, morally speaking. Um, especially where we're, where we're speaking about others. <laughs> you know, again, I spoke a little bit a couple of weeks ago about, you know, the, 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 the morality of, of truth-telling in, in, in terms of the natural law. You know, and, and, and the uh, morality of respecting people's reputations. Uh, so these are just some examples. Uh, I know you probably think of of others that were say that how you know uh, how, how well is this is this modern world working? Uh, are we uh, you know are we making it more human or are we making it less human? I don't know. Uh, Another point, just to, to, to be faithful to, to uh, uh, Bohr points out a, uh, that, that we, we go through, uh, human, human, the human person has gone through different, you might say, ways of conceiving ourselves uh, based on, you might say, large paradigms of uh, uh, of, of thought, uh, and he, he highlights the the, the so-called classicist worldview uh, against the more historical worldview. And then within that, there, there's a there was a philosopher, I guess, uh, back named Thomas Kuhn, who used to speak about what they call paradigm shifts. And then we might. What do you mean by paradigm shifts? It's, it's if you if you think of something uh, that uh, okay the, 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 the you know the the, the, the ancient Greeks and the idea of uh, uh, you know uh, uh, throwing into the river you know baby girls Pharaoh in Egypt did it with the boys but. And you, you think about that, and you say the inhumanity of it, the brutality of it. How did anybody think that that was ever okay? Or even less, you know, you know, think of think of let's say your own national history of of, of racism, segregation, uh, or 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 you know, denying women the vote or something like that. How could we, from our perspective? You know, 21st century. You, know, you say, what was in their heads? Because what we experience is a co very completely different way of looking at humanity. Uh, you know how, uh, and then some somewhere along the line, maybe you know centuries later, people are going to think we're dinosaurs too. Uh, so that we we do go through these 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 shifts. And again, how do we, with, with those shifts taking place, how do we work on a, uh, an authentic perennial, you might say, or with perennial elements, understanding of humanity so that we can talk about good and bad behavior uh, in a way that is not going to change, you know, uh, you know, 10 years from now. Uh, you know, how do we speak about moral absolutes, 
in the midst of all these changes? Where do we find them? How do we communicate them? So again, you've probably heard these, these terms in other contexts, but he speaks of, you might say, a classical or classicist worldview in which, again, we probably saw that or we, we, we saw it illustrated when we were talking in a moral context about those manuals you know, that we spoke about at the end of, you know, in our historical peer, uh, surveys. That again, it was very deductive. You start with an answer, uh, you know, uh, and then you, you kind of work backwards to, to, to the questions. And you have objections that you can uh, refute. Uh, so again, it's, 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 you know, one way of, of looking at things but our time is uh, classified by a more, you might say, historical uh, uh, approach to things, uh, a more dynamic approach to things, uh, which has its advantages and its liabilities. Uh, and what, what he says about uh, historical consciousness, we're also going to see a little bit, uh, uh, he, he draws that <coughs> from, I think, the work of a Jesuit uh, uh, theologian philosopher named Bernard Lonergan. Lonergan was uh, a Canadian Jesuit, uh, taught, in, uh, t taught theology, but also taught philosophy many years in Rome, but also ended, spent his last years at Boston College. Uh, and he, you know, uh, will we'll make reference to him especially when we talk about the dynamics of conversion. But what, 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 what uh, kind of a snapshot now is that Lonergan began his approach to knowledge with experience, understanding, judgment, decision, and action. And he would say that that is how you grapple with, you know, uh, you know, major decisions and judgments in life, but it's also the same method that you use to find out whether you're on the right train out of Grand Central. Where does insight fit into that? Insight, where, yeah. Where? Right, that was the book. Right, but we're... Yeah, they, 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 this whole thing adds up to insight. That's all. This is, this is how he would... Okay. Uh, this is how he... When, when you get to the, 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 you might say, the moral rel moral philosophy part of insight, this is how he describes it. Okay. Now, insight, by the way, is a book that you... One of the most difficult books. I mean, anybody who uses calculus to give a, to, to clarify things, you're not dealing with a... a, a, a some a normal person, but yeah. You said experience. Yeah. The, 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 experience, just... understanding, judgment, decision, and action. So okay. let's just use. I'll talk more about this, you know. But but it, it, it just as an example, uh, you uh, you're running down. I'll use the example. You're running down uh, to catch the train to get up here. You're in the city. You're in Grand Central, and. Uh, you know, or maybe you're, you're uh, and you don't know, 
you, 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 whether you, the train you jumped on uh, before the doors closed is the 525, you know, to uh, North, North White Plains, or whether it's the, uh, you know, the, the, the express to Toronto. Uh, but, but so what, what do you do? You, you have this experience of being, you know, doubtful. So you ask some questions. What train is this? You get your answer. You make, you understand the answer. Then you make your judgment. I am on the right train. You make the decision, obviously, to stay, and you make yourself comfortable. Turn it around, you find out you're on the wrong train, and you use the process to, uh, uh, you know, to find a way off. Okay, now that's that's a banal, you know, simple example, but it's the same process that research scientists at Rockefeller University are using tonight to try to find the cure for cancer. It's the scientific method that has many applications. But where it's relevant to us now is the importance of experience, is that we start our reflections on what does it mean to be a human being, uh, on our experience of being a human being. Uh, and again, therefore, when you start with experience, uh, and you might say experience has a place, you know, a, a locus, a place of theology as well, uh, then you're obviously dealing with something that's a little bit more dynamic, a little bit more inductive. I'm starting with the questions and following them through to see if I can find an answer. And again, and, and, and this is more, more than we need to know now, but I mean, in, in Lonergan's method, that if, if you, uh, the answer to any question is kind of implicitly the proof of the existence of God. So, you know, in the sense that, you think of a little boy asking, you know, his father, you know, why is the sky blue? You know, and, and, and then uh, he comes up with an, a, a, an answer, and then the kid keeps pressing on. Why this? Why that? You know, you know, uh, it, it, it could be annoying, but the little kid is, 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 is showing that the human person has this quest for understanding, has this quest for uh, uh, knowledge. Uh, also, you know, the good and the beautiful, but the truth. <laughs> that there is a, a, a pure disinterested desire to know, to use this guy Lonergan again. Uh, so therefore, if there is an answer to any question, he says in a certain sense, that implies uh, that, that we, sooner or later, we ask questions that nobody knows the answer to. But we rebel at the idea that there is no answer. Okay, uh, that, that, that doesn't seem human of us to say, well, uh, well you know, well, no, there's there's no answer to this. But to say, say no, that we we, we that it shows, according to him, it shows our openness to the one who knows all. Uh, so that doesn't necessarily mean that. 
I'll ever know the answer, but God does. <laughs> uh, so again, again, I don't want to get, take it too far there, but but the idea of uh, you know, that we're going to be looking at is, uh, you know, in the next couple of weeks we'll we'll get to the point of saying, putting ourselves in the in our position as moral agents, moral actors. Uh, you know, uh, what, 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 does it, what does it look like, what does it feel like to, to, uh, to, to have to make a, a, a judgment about what to do or what not to do? And I use the word judgment deliberately as opposed to decision. Now, you could argue that it's just semantics, but there is a... Uh, I, 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 through the proper operation of conscience, which we'll look at, I will make a judgment to do this or avoid that. The truth is before me. When I say I decide, there's the danger that I could be making it up myself. <laughs> that I could be, I, that, that I could be creating my own values uh, that, that may not have any relationship to the truth. So again, I, I wouldn't go to the wall on it, but I think there would some way it would probably clarifies in our head to speak of a moral judgment. So what we're what behind all this is, what is what, you know what, what does it look like? What does it feel like? And the first step in that is to try to tease out a little bit what our humanity, our common humanity, looks like. So far, so good. Any questions? Okay, we, we look at it, we, we, we have a Catholic viewpoint. Again, I don't want to start with the conclusion, but we have a, uh, you know, a, a Christian Catholic viewpoint that begins, you might say, well, if you want to get really theological about theological anthropology, that it begins with the law of the gift, the, 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 the gift of, of life. Uh, uh, the 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 call to communion with God, the call to communion with each other. Uh, again, the the the, the uh, in what John Paul II called the law of the gift uh, and the and the human response. Uh, this is where we look to the to the person of Jesus as the perfect model, because he is he he is the gift, but in his humanity, uh, shows us how to respond. Uh, so uh, he's, he's the, 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 the perfect revelation and the perfect response to revelation. Uh, so the gift and the call, and then again, and then the response, and then what we call the path of, of discipleship. And that is a, you know, a, 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 a term. I think. I mean, discipleship is a is a, uh, uh, you know, an, an obviously an ancient term uh, that goes back to the origins of the church. And uh, but but it it, uh, it, it probably is a a, a a fairly to speak of it in those terms uh, is, is it, with such. Intensity, you might say, over the last couple of decades, uh, it, it, it 
highlights a couple of different things that we're 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 not, we're not simply talk. I mean, we we mentioned this last time. We're not simply talking about a uh, uh, you know an idea of Jesus. We're not simply talking about a uh, you know you might say knowledge that uh, or, or belief that he 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 existed or he exists. Uh, but we're talking about the dynamics of a real relationship. Uh, it doesn't make sense, you know, outside of that. So again, what we, we, we you know, what we, we have to do is look at our, our lives and say, am I approaching life uh, as, 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 a, as, to use the word, an intentional disciple? Uh, am I, am I, is the organizing principle of my life my following of the Lord Jesus? Okay. Now, obviously, there's some, there are you know necessities in life uh, that we have to deal with. Uh, but you know, all things being equal, am I discerning the the the, the path of my life in light of that relationship? So my choice about a state in life, okay, whatever that might be, you know, am I discerning uh, marriage? Am I discerning priesthood? Am I discerning diaconate? Am I discerning uh, religious life? Whatever, am I am I am I discerning that in the context of uh, uh, how that state is going to. Uh, Foster my ongoing intimacy with the Lord. Uh, you know, so that it's not, you know, we we, we so it's, it's kind of an integrated view of things rather than a, the compartmentalized view. You know, because really, I mean, when you look at it, God, <laughs> he gives us he gives us freedom. You know, we can take him or leave him. To put it bluntly. Uh, but what we really can't do, though we do, we all do it sometimes, is put him next to somebody. <laughs> uh, you know, God doesn't stand above, below anybody or next to anybody. Okay, he's uh, it, it, the, 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 the centerpiece uh, around which so much else happens. All of the, the gifts in our life, our talents, uh, the, 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 the people he brings, all of these are blessings. You know, I don't want to sound like a hallmark card, but but even to go back to the scriptures, I mean, the the, the you know Saint Paul and and and, and the, the the marriage, you know, why is the church? You might say, even the early church, flexible about marriage, uh, even a marriage between a believer and a non-believer, because of the belief that that the relationship of husband and wife are meant to make each other holy. <laughs> As well as happy. Uh, so again, the, 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 that discipleship in the middle of things. So are, I mean, are we without being schmaltzy about it? Is it, are we, are you know, are we, are, are we seeking to make judgments uh, in, in such a way that uh, our love for the Lord is apparent, and those uh, that I avoid, I, I, I seek out that which will lead me closer to Him, or uh, and avoid that which will lead me away from him. You know, much like we act in our human relationships. 
you know, if I'm in love with somebody, somebody I care about deeply, you know, family member, whatever, I, I will do my best to, to do that which is truly, that would lead me into a deeper union with them and try to avoid that which would split us apart. Uh, and again, the, the, those, those relational laws that are, huma are human are very important. So again, that's why when you hear somebody like George Weigel, okay, speak as he often does of, of the adventure of discipleship. Again, you know, uh, we, we, we're talking about something that is meant to be uh, exciting, something meant to be challenging. Uh, and, you know, and, and, and I think that the, the uh, again, the, the Lenten season for what it's worth is, is also uh, an opportunity for us to, uh, you know, to, 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 to look deeply at that. I mean, it's, it's as they say, the church's uh, annual retreat, you know, even though we don't really go anyplace. Okay, that's not, I mean, to, to, to get too far afield or make it too abstract, but just the idea of the importance of looking at, at, human experience as we begin to, uh, you know, to, 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 to work towards moral action. It, it, it's, it's, it's similar to why uh, most of the time it, 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 you need to do philosophy or some philosophy before you do theology. Uh, because if, if you, and not everybody has a chance to do that, you understand. But I mean, the idea being is that before I can propose Jesus as the answer, uh, I have to have some sense of the question. Uh, you know, uh, so again, that's why we study humanity and human efforts to understand our lives, uh, so we get a better sense of, of the the urgency of the question and understand how Jesus can then be more credibly to ourselves and others be answered. So, so far so good? Yeah. What I'd like to do is just to take uh, a couple of, uh, you know, a little bit of time to talk about the, uh, I might say a description of personhood. I wouldn't be so bold as to say a definition, you know, of personhood, though maybe you could find them in, in, in the history of philosophy about, you know, rational, animal and, and things like that. But I think to try to be more, you know, descriptive, uh, and that would include, you know, perhaps more perspectives. Uh, so to look at the, you know, something to revisit uh, what we, something we've already seen, and then look, you know, uh, at, at some four or five dimensions of humanity before we can then take a little bit of a closer look at life in Christ in that sense. Okay, the first thing we would say about uh, the, the humanity is that, is that, as we've seen from the beginning, we're made in the image and likeness of God. Uh, and then people like Thomas Aquinas would say that really our moral life, uh, our, our path of discipleship, is realizing the image of God that is within us, or letting it shine forth. Uh, again, the, the, I made reference a few times to the Eastern churches that speak of, in a very bold way, of the process of divinization. That the human person, as we grow in uh, uh, in virtue, 
I will becoming godlike, more and more godlike, so that we, in a certain sense, share in the resurrected life. We, we, we become to, to virtually a share in divinity. Okay, so the uh, in, in a certain sense, we have in in relative terms what God has absolutely, uh, and the two things that come to mind would be you know, intellect and will, you know, uh, or rationality and, and freedom. Uh, that, that we, uh, as I say, we don't know everything, uh, but we have a thirst to know, and that's the first sign of our openness to God, that we rebel against irrationality, as I've said. Uh, that that uh, God, God knows absolutely, we know in a relative way, but we, we, we have an orientation towards the truth and, and, a, and a thirst for it. Doesn't mean we're always going to grasp it, doesn't mean I'm going to, not going to make a mistake and call true that which really isn't. I mean, that happens in human life, and it doesn't necessarily mean that we're culpable or it just means that we're not God, but but the idea is that we we, we even if we flop, we still have the, uh, uh, the, the the dynamism towards uh, uh, the truth. And you might say the, the, also the other universals, the true, the good, and the beautiful. Uh, again, uh, talking before class about Pinker's book. Again, the universals. Uh, Pinker's would be okay, from the Dominican tradition. Would, would, would be looking at that, but but again, what what we what we're what we're seeing here is what the fathers of the church called the homo capax dei, the human person uh, as capable of God. You know that that that, that we are uh, uh, we, we're we're oriented towards a relationship with God. So rationality, freedom, which we'll look at, and then maybe most dramatically our capacity of, to love. I mean, if it, that, that is where perhaps most intensely we understand ourselves in the image of God, in the sense that uh, whatever I say by love, I mean our ability to forge relationships, our ability to give of ourselves, and to be open to the gift of another. And when you think of the, dy the, the, the dynamism of, uh, of revelation itself, that God didn't so much drop, you know, propositions of knowledge to us. We had to accommodate, the, uh, you know, God had to accommodate himself to us. We think in propositions of knowledge. So it's not, there's nothing, you know, wrong there. But what ultimately God was doing was disclosing himself, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, entering into uh, the, the, the uh, relationship with, with, with the human person in history. Okay, uh, so and then we, so uh, and then our response, whether it's to God or to, to, to another, is to, you know, to, to be open to that gift and to give of ourselves. Uh, and, and that's, you know, that, that, that's also a point for our, our, our Meditation, how, uh, how you know, uh, how our, 
authentic are our relationships? You know, uh, what, uh, you know, it, it, you know it, we, we, love is a word that we, we throw around a lot. Uh, and, you know, I, I love my car. You know, I love string beans. You know, and I love Jesus. You know, they, 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 obviously, we're talking about, in the case of the car and the string beans, something that's impossible. There's no, there's no other in vegetables. <laughs> uh, but, but then I talk about my relationship with God. But there's only one word in the English language uh, for for very different realities. So again, we have to, you know, ask ourselves even as often as we use the word, you know, what what do we really mean? Uh, and and uh, and the tendency to you know to be uh, you know, to be guarded. You know, we don't like to be vulnerable. We don't like to, uh, uh, you know, if I, if I give of myself, uh, I'm putting myself on the line and, and, and give up a lot of security by letting somebody else get that close to me. Now, we often think of that in terms of human relationships, but also think of it in terms of um, our relationship with God. You know that 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 we, when we uh, meditate, let's say on those on the call of the disciples that we saw, you know, leaving everything, following Jesus. Okay, you can see that the, the it's 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 pretty damn dangerous to let this Jesus get close to us because nothing, everything changes, and that can be uh, frightening. You know our human nature is that we 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 we, we you know we, we we want to be a little bit more we want to be a little bit more in control to use 21st century language uh, as opposed to uh, the nature of discipleship where it is completely uh, in God's hands. Think of that. Not to give anybody nightmares tonight, but our deacon candidates think of the promise of obedience. You know that's you know it, it, it's uh, it, it's out there you know on the line you know uh, you know think of uh, think of marriage vows the same way uh, you know you you have to have some idea where where it's going I mean it's practical that if the bride says she wants to live in a cave like St Francis and the groom says he'd like to uh, you know live in uh, Brownsville you know uh, they, they need to talk to each other a little bit. But I mean, in, in general, you have some plans, but you talk to most couples, I don't, you don't know where it's going. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's the adventure of it. That's the beauty of it. Uh, so again, it's in that capacity. So we're, you know, we're, we're like God most clearly in our ability to think, reason, in our free will, uh, and most, most dramatically, maybe most perfectly, uh, most interestingly, in our capacity to uh, to love, understood as uh, gift reception of gift. Okay. Now we can look at some you know dimensions you might say of 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 personhood, especially in light of Christian revelation. We're talking about uh, and uh, and the tradition of the church. 
Uh, and the first dimension of personhood looked at as personhood in Jesus, in, 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 in Christ, is that we are fallen yet redeemed at the same time. Uh, the, 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 the fathers of the church had a, uh, an, an expression, almost a scandalous expression, that the church is casta meritrix, which is chaste prostitute. Uh, which is obviously a contradiction, you know, in, in terms, but it is, uh, again, we are uh, uh, holy because of the presence of the Holy Spirit as the life breath of the church, but at the same time, we are, uh, it's composed of weak, very sinful people. Now, I think the last two decades of, you know, the, the, the scandals in the church have, uh, have made, whether we like to, or whether we want to or not, grapple with that reality and, and how we can effectively, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, gain people's trust or, or enlighten people in terms of their understanding in terms of the fact that, uh, you know, we have, to, we have to struggle with this fallenness and how we have to make things right. Uh, but at the same time, the, 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 the church is still, uh, Jesus' church. It still has that holiness that only uh, he can give. Uh, again, that <coughs> gospel passage from last Sunday, for, for God, the Heavenly Father is perfect, we're being perfected. And if we ever get off the wagon uh, and, and, and stop the path of perfection, then we run into all this trouble. But again, looked at it again theologically, the idea of we're, we're fallen, and then what, what, what's the what, what, what's the, the the characteristics of fallen uh, is is divided. You might say divided uh, in the heart. You know, a, a a fractured heart, a heart that seeks ourselves, seeks you know, as opposed to seeking God and others. Uh, the the, the uh, and and all we saw in in in. in uh, Genesis 3 about uh, the reality of sin you know that that, that uh, it, it, it divides the human person against him or herself it divides the figure of Adam and Eve uh, against each other it divides <coughs> humanity and nature the snake uh, and and uh, you know obviously divides humanity and God uh, so again that that's the that, that's the price of, of being fallen, uh, this rupture of, of relationships. But again, what happens is with, with the redemption, uh, again, the Paschal mystery is, the, is literally reconciliation. Uh, that there is a, a, a new person uh, being, being formed. Uh, you know, the, the, the new life uh, in, in Christ. Uh, yeah. But it's an offer of redemption. It's not automatic. No, it's not automatic. It's an offer. If we have freedom, well, sure. yeah. we can accept it and we can reject it. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, there's no, I mean, it, 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 we're not saved against our will <laughs> in that sense, you know, but the offer, the, the offer is there, you know, and that, that, that that's, uh, you know, you, you're right. I mean, the, 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 
it has to be it has to be accepted. And I think we would say it has to be authentically See, we presented. May, we may have the divinity within yeah. ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're taught that, and we believe it. But we don't have to accept it, nor do we have to sure. recognize it. Sure. That's what I mean. We would say that if we're talking, we're a week, couple of weeks away from sin, but sin is essentially behavior below the standard of humanity. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 that's the paradox. It, 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 to be human is to sin, but sin is on human behavior because we're acting against, totally against our own best interests. Totally against what we created. Mm-hmm. Right. And that we, I mean, that, that, that we, we, we are called to live in, 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 in this dignity. We're called to live uh, the life that God intends for us. You know, uh, and, and, and that raises, I mean, even pastorally, you know, people, you know, lives are in shambles. Uh, you know, how do you help them, you know, whatever's going on, to put it back together again, realizing that it's not so much what God did, but what I rejected, or what I chose in, uh, in, in place of God. It's or something like that. Dilemma. Yeah, oh, it is. It is, it, that's, it, 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 it is at the heart of, of, of humanity in that sense. But yeah, it's always, it's always in that free uh, choice. And, and, and that it's, uh, you know, that, that uh, you could say that on, you know, at, at judgment time, there really shouldn't be any surprises in the sense that, you know, if, if I have, God's gonna give me what I opted for. If I if I opted for myself all the time, uh, then he'll give me an eternity of myself. Even though we may not agree with God, but that's, that's yeah, the debate yeah. of the judgment. Yeah, no, and that kind of stuff. You know, so it, it's a, uh, you know, so I mean, there, there, I mean, can, St. Thomas had the idea that we can't know with certainty, but we can know by conjecture. You know, uh, with conjectural knowledge. Uh, you know, that's the, the that's the the the. the the process of examination of conscience, and this is not only obviously preparation for the sacrament of penance, but you know they daily examine to use the Jesuit approach. You know that that that, that uh, what did I do today? Did today did did, did did what did what I did what I did today lead me closer to heaven or away from it? That kind of stuff. You know that's and, and again as we spoke about a little bit the value of uh, of frequent confession. You know, uh, not that we're all wicked sinners and need to, you know, fall in and out of grace like uh, you know, uh, walking up and down stairs. But that that examination of life and the 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 kind of the, the, the 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 moral striving for perfection. But it's always in the context of the exercise of freedom, and that would that's the, the most dramatic, you might say, thing that we have. Uh, so again, we 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 have. The the, uh, the 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 redemption, if accepted uh, and if nurtured, uh, you know that's where we, uh, you know we 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 operate on the base of our, our basic goodness, that we are, no matter what kind of a scoundrel I am, I'm not beyond God's grace. Uh, you know that that is always offered to me. So that, that, that I, I can completely obliterate 
that divine image, you know, in a certain sense, but it's always there. Again, the famous, uh, you know, is it the uh, uh, image of, of, of uh, the, I forget, one of, the, one of the great British authors about the person on a string, that, 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 that God is like holding on to us, and so just about we're ready to walk off the edge of the earth, he pulls us back. That we're never away from, uh, we're, we're never unable to respond to God's grace. Uh, so, you know, uh, that, that's, you might say, the first uh, reality that we face, the most basic one. Uh, then we'll look at, you know, when we talk about sin, uh, you know, the different uh, original sin and actual sin and mortal and venial and that kind of stuff. But the, 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 the uh, we can see at this point in a more broad sense, the dynamics of uh, sin and, and, and redemption. The second dimension, again, we, we've looked at a little bit, but, but it's good to see it in this context. The second dimension of the person is that we are a body-soul unity. And that's always not always been clear to us. Uh, again, we, we, uh, we, we, in our history, especially you know, St. Augustine dealt with this, and the, the, the heretical group known as the Manichees, uh, not, not the Manatees, they're, they're nice fish in Florida, but I mean, uh, uh, whatever they are, but, but uh, the, 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 the Manichees would say that, uh, you know, that, 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 that anything to do with the body is evil. And it had, you know, it had, a, even though we moved beyond it, it had, an, you know, a, a, it still stuck with him, especially with his, with his, uh, you know, his views on sexuality, which you know, are very complicated. But, uh, you know, you think of excessive penances. You think of things in our time where, again, it's one thing to discipline the body. The Scripture speaks of that. It's one thing to, uh, uh, you know, to to uh, to not be overwhelmed by passions. Uh, you know the the virtue of chastity, you know the, the integration of things, uh, so or other you know appetites, food, drink, whatever. Uh, we our our rationality is meant to be used to put things in check, but at the same time the, the, the body is good. Uh, the incarnation uh, uh, should be validation of that. But what, what's important for us to see is that to avoid all dualisms and to see the body-spirit unity, or what John Paul II, the famous theology of the body, I'm sure we've heard of that, uh, and, and the, the understanding of the human person as, a, as an incarnate spirit. So the, the body matters. Uh, and the body and the spirit are related. Think of the mood we're in when we don't feel well. You have a cold or whatever. Uh, it doesn't have to be a major disease. But you know, if, if we're not feeling well, we're we're a little bit out of sorts otherwise. Uh, the, uh, or if we have a psychological issue. Uh, you know, I, 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 and you had a, you know an argument with somebody, had a fight or something like that. It 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 it, it, it has an effect on me, uh, you know, for the rest of the day until there's some kind of resolution. 
Uh, or think of it in more, you know, like, like a gesture like a handshake or an embrace. Or within the context of marriage, the, the, the conjugal act. Uh, as, 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 as the body is communicating spiritual values. Whether it's the value of friendship, whether the value of married love, whatever it is, uh, that 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 the the, the you know the, the you know the high fiving that goes on in a dugout, you know after a home run or something like that, on a different level. I mean, it's the idea of uh, of, of the body uh, communicating something of the spirit. Uh, now the the danger is that that in in our Time we we're still not free of dualisms. So that instead of you know like the Manichees uh, uh, denigrating the body, we exalt the body. And said you know you go to a the example you go to a hotel, you go to the or a health club or a gym, you go to the workout room, there are mirrors all over the place. Everybody, you're on the sweating bullets, and you're on the machine, or whatever, and you get a chance to 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 look at yourself, how good, what great shape I'm in, that kind of stuff. It's the cult of the body, or uh, the the um, no, got there's elements of health and everything like that. But the tremendous, all the the you know the the advertisement and everything on weight loss and weight control, all that kind of stuff, is that again, it's a fine line between good stewardship of our body. And you know, making the body, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, disassociating it from the spirit. Another example of that is the way in which we look at the the, the reproductive technologies. Uh, you know, in, in terms of uh, the importance of uh, children being born. From a loving act of their parents, uh, that, that it, it is you know the idea is that that reinforces the idea that a child is not a product. But I mean, if you look at it, we'll talk more about this when we get to hopefully have time to sexuality, uh, uh, and, or if you take the the, the second course, the, uh, uh, the, the 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 past religious course. You can you talk about it a lot there. Is is the idea you can have, you know, we have a split between sexuality and childbearing and love. Uh, so that, for instance, the example about three, four or five years ago, there was an article in the New York Times Sunday Magazine section about a young woman from the University of Pennsylvania uh, was. You know, allowed herself to be interviewed and studied or whatever, uh, and she would. She was talking about the the so-called hookup culture. That she was uh, there was a guy who uh, that she would uh, you know come contact every now and then. They would have sexual relations with each other and all of that. But the issue was, and I'm not sure that's not an uncommon thing in you know on, on college campuses. Uh, but the issue was that she was upfront about the fact that she couldn't stand the guy. She would no more want to have like a cup of coffee with him than she'd want to get shot out of a cannon. He was fulfilling 
this function. Again, it was there was no love. Okay, so we've got to the point where we can disassociate <coughs> sex with love, but we also got to the point where we can disassociate sexuality and childbearing, so that the 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 the, 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 the husband or the, in the best case scenario, but I mean the male parent can be, you know, in uh, uh, the, the third floor of a, 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 a of a doctor's office, the female can be in uh, you know a, a procedure room, you know, in a hospital two states away, but somehow Mr. Sperm and Mrs. Egg come together to make a child, uh, and and to say that is, is there uh, now there's a lot to be said about, and I'm trying to. Be, uh, paint too broadly here, but the idea of it is that the the it's it's another dualism. Okay, the, the the body doesn't matter. The relationship doesn't matter. Uh, so again, it, it it's question of is it you know dehumanizing. Uh, you know, but again, it, it, it's a very complex pastoral issue. Because there, are, you know, people enter the enter in, into these uh, things with good in good faith, uh, may not have heard what the church's teaching is about it. Uh, I don't know how it's treated, you know, let's say in, in in you know catechetical programs and everything like that, where there's a lot to do. Uh, so I'm not trying to, to 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 you know put guilt on, on on everybody, but looking at it as we have to objectively, you can say there's some it's a, it's another form of dualism. Uh, where that where we speak of about a, a, the more authentic, you know, uh, vision of the human person is a body spirit unity, uh, and uh, you know we can talk more about it. But I think it's one it, 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 a new dualism. I think is something that we have to be careful of in our in our time. A third thing is. Uh, each per as human being, we are unique. Uh, now, obviously, we're unique from a genetic point of view. Uh, you know, they're, they're from the, all the the elements of biology, uh, but also unique in terms of our own personality, our own uh, uh, gifts and talents. Uh, we 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 are. Um, uh, not not you know we 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 like to. Uh, celebrate, you know, our our individuality. Uh, you know, again, we. But at the same time, we are unique, but we are social by nature. Uh, that we are uh, the human person is sacred and social from the moment of conception. The sacred because we believe we're from ultimately. From God, through the, the who infuses a, a, an immortal soul, uh, but social because we were in residence in our mother, uh, and, and and it just escalates, you might say, from there. So again, the the the, uh, the 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 uniqueness of each person, but the the essentially uh, social nature of the person, where we are, we recognize our independence, interdependence, I should say. 
Uh, and that leads to a, 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 a practical issue. Why, why do we, we, we hear the word autonomy, especially in medical contexts? What do we mean by autonomy? Uh, again, do we, do we, I think we can sometimes create a legal understanding of the person as a, so to speak, free agent uh, that is divorced from real life because nobody is totally independent. Okay, we can talk about uh, reproductive <coughs> choices, let's say, as being an exercise of privacy, though you're dealing with a, you know, if, 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 if a couple is expecting a child, they're dealing with a doctor, they're dealing with a, uh, most likely a hospital, they're dealing with millions of people who are in the insurance program. There isn't a private thing about it. It's personal, but again, or, or, or another situation that we'd hear about patient autonomy. You know, if I had, I don't even want a, you know, tongue depressor. You know, no machines, no nothing. Uh, but do we ever think about the conscience of the medical team uh, in terms of standing by when my, you know, pigheadedness uh, is going to kill me? Uh, do we ever think about the the people who might be dependent upon me? You know, uh, and, and, you know, if I, if I don't take the proper life-saving methods, that kind of stuff, uh, or, or 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 at least try. So again, we could spin this on, you know, in many different ways. But the idea of an, any any understanding of autonomy in any context has to be taken into consideration the essentially social nature of the person. Uh, and that has positives and negatives. I mean, well, one of the things we look at when we talk about uh, the, the, the human act is the, the, the doctrine, or you might want to say a cooperation. I don't know if you've heard of that. M material and formal cooperation. Well, probably the best analogy is an accomplice. Uh, you know, uh, as, as I said, if I, I am, you know, if you say I'm going to rob, you know, the, the casino tonight, will you, will you come with me? Uh, and you know, we'll split it. I'll say, okay, that makes me, I'm, I'm formally cooperating. You know, if, if I say, uh, if you say, can you just give me a lift to the casino? then I'm materially quiet. I have no idea what you're doing. I don't share in your intention. Uh, so, but but I, the reason I mention it is that it's, in our complicated world, it's very hard to be clean of our connections. You know, I buy a Coke. Well, who owns Coke? Uh, how does Coke, uh, you know, uh, relate to, let's say, uh, uh, countries in the developing world you know, uh, in, in terms of the living wage, uh, you know, I, I am, I, I can be uh, really uh, caught up in, in, you know, un, unwittingly in, uh, in, in a lot of things that I don't like uh, or would object to simply because I, the world is so complicated we don't know. 
you know, who we're connected with. So, but, but so the, that, that's, you know, not, not, not to, to go too far afield with that, but the idea of it as a, of uh, the necessary, we, we, can't, we can't avoid contact with, uh, with evil. No matter how much we, we can, we can avoid moral, morally culpable contact. But there are some things that we just uh, have to, you know, work slowly to try to. Uh, an, an example with that would be the uh, uh, that many people struggle with, especially young families, is the whole question of vaccinations and the, the trying to balance the the, 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 because the, the, the vaccine in part from uh, aborted tissue tissue of aborted children. So how do you balance the, the public health need, you know, to protect children, to protect the children that they're with, uh, against the uh, objections of parents who say, I'm, you know, bring my kid to the doctor, I am an accomplice to abortions. So I think the, the, the middle of the road position is to, you know, go along with the, the, the public health requirement for the common good, but to do so, if you can, under protest, to do so to the, you know, it's going up David and Goliath, but to the pharmaceuticals said, find another way, you know, with all this technology, find another way to procure this, uh, the, 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 these vaccines. So that that's a more, you know, gravitas <coughs> example of, of, of uh, how we deal with, with the cooperation. Uh, but that distinction, material and formal, at least will help us see uh, where we can go and where we can't go, or how, or how close we're getting for, uh, before danger comes in. Okay, so you might want to let that percolate. Uh, we'll talk about, I want to finish it off with some thoughts on human freedom before we start to look uh, ahead. But why don't we take a break now? John Paul used to speak about it, a man is a and woman is an incarnate spirit. So it is, but it is, you're right, it's a good use of, of languages. 
probably the, 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 uh, the most dramatic dimension of personhood, and in a way one of the most relevant for moral issues is the question of human freedom. And the, the, the human person, I say, is responsibly free. It's a term that Bohr and others would use. Uh, again, we have to chip away at it and say that uh, it, 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 it's enough of an achievement, you might say, to acknowledge that the human person is free. Uh, because again, there's, there, throughout history, there have been uh, different views of, of, the, of the human person that would deny freedom, in, in effect, uh, th that would speak of a, of a determinism, you know, the Pavlov's dog kind of thing. Uh, and that's one of the things when we start talking about conscience, we'll have to uh, distinguish very clearly between, let's say, true conscience and something like the psychological category of the human, of the uh, superego, or any kind of determinism. So we, we, we do say that the human person is free. We don't say that the human person is absolutely free because we, 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 we can't do everything that we want to do. Uh, we can't uh, you know, achieve everything that we might have an inclination to will to achieve uh, in, in terms of, you know, uh, monumental things, but also in terms of very practical things. Uh, I have free speech, but I'm not free to walk into, you know, uh, your parish church or your classroom and say, fire! <laughs> and cause panic, uh, you know, because uh, it, it, that would be literally against the law. Uh, so I'm not absolutely free in, in, in any sense. Uh, but I'm responsibly free in the sense that my freedom is to, uh, is essentially, I'm free to do the right <coughs> thing, the good thing. And that begins with the most, you may say, monumental act of freedom, and that would be to accept that call from God to discipleship. Again, again precisely the question that was raised. So. Let's look at um, a little quote from Gaudium et Spes 17, the Pastoral Constitution on the Church in the Modern World, uh, which is a, uh, a, a, an allusion to the book of Sirach, chapter 5. Uh, Gaudium et Spes says, God willed that man should be left in the hand of his own counsel, so that he may, of his own accord, seek his creator and freely attain his full and blessed protection by cleaving to him. Okay. God will that man should be left in the hand of his own counsel. That's the quote from Sirach. So that he may, of his own accord, seek his creator and freely attain his full and blessed protection by cleaving to him. So again, God... That's why, you know, even if, as we go back to what we saw in the New Testament, the miracle stories of Jesus, the miracle accounts, Jesus did not, he didn't, he wasn't like the, 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 the snake oil guy. He wasn't putting a show on to get people's faith. 
he was responding to the faith that already was there. Even, you know, the, the, the gospel on Monday, I guess, was said, if you, you know, about the, 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 the boy with the demon, the father said, if you will, if you will to, if you want to, you can heal him. And Jesus says, if I want to, you know, I mean, like, uh, you know, that, that uh, it, it, he was, he was responding to the faith that the guy uh, had, uh, and 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 so therefore the, the, the great drama is we are he won't force our hand, uh, and and that's you know that that's where all the marbles uh, lay on that so that so that we 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 need to look deep into ourselves uh, again get in touch with these basic real questions and and. Uh, uh, open our hearts, seriously consider the the Christian response. You know, as, as that that again, where where <coughs> others propose a philosophy, where others propose a you might say a rule of life, we profess a person, a relationship, as as that which is. Uh, the key to our life, uh, but again, it's, it's, the drama there is that it is a uh, it, 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 it requires a free response from the human person. Uh, and again, we 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 mentioned it before the idea of a uh, uh, that that that. Uh, a limited freedom that says that we, we we can sometimes think of ourselves as being free from things, but rather we need to complement that with being free for things. Okay, so in this sense, the Paschal mystery frees us from sin and death, though we must frees us from that as being the ultimate re- having the last word. Uh, though we both struggle with both of them in our lives, uh, we're freed from sin and death, but for a life of discipleship, for a life of uh, of growth and virtue, for a life that ultimately ends in in uh, in supreme beatitude and in, in happiness. Uh, so we can see we're we're already setting the table for what we'll we'll feast on. In a couple of weeks, when we look at the moral act, that we see already the the, uh, the the rudiments of that which makes an act morally imputable, meaning good or bad, virtuous or sinful, uh, that that both require a certain degree of rationality, and both require a degree of uh, an exercise of free will. If you limit if, uh, what, what, what you know, or if you're limited in what you know through no fault of your own, uh, and or if your freedom is uh, impinged upon either by circumstances or pathology or whatever it might be, then you, you, you're the, the imputability of the act you know, is, uh, is altered. You know, I gave the example. I mean, if somebody a couple of weeks ago that 
if you, you know, somebody's holding your family for ransom uh, and, and you have, in a moment of panic, commit a robbery, then we could say, well, yeah, it's still a robbery, it's still an evil, but the, 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 the degree of imputability is uh, probably limited, if not totally eliminated, because of the, of the, the force of the, that was impinging on your, on your freedom. You, you, you know, we, we would say in the most dramatic way, a person who takes their own life is, you know, for that, something that dramatic, obviously say that something that contrary to every instinct that we have, that you'd say that you have, it's safe to presume that they were not operating with the full uh, use of their free will for a variety, whatever the reason clinically might tend to be. So we'll see how that, uh, now that, that's a very practical matter in terms of our uh, examining our own conscience. It's a practical matter in helping people to understand what they're, uh, uh, you know, what, what, what they're facing if we're, you know, counseling people or as answering questions at home or in a, in a catechetical or classroom situation. Uh, but it, 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 so it helps, uh, you know, it, 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 we, we'll see it come in greater light, but, it, but already we can see where we're going with it. Okay. The final uh, the, the aspect of it, and again, I'd say final, I use that in quotes. I'm not trying to think that it, this is a, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, a complete picture of the human person, but is again the vocation to beatitude. Uh, again, that is something that we can uh, see in the. Uh, what do you call it, uh, in, in the catechism, uh, speaks about that, the, 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 uh, uh, and again, this comes out of the tradition of, of St. Thomas, uh, Thomas Aquinas. Uh, and it is a, a, something that we can look at very, you might say, academically, but it's also something that we can look at, I think, experientially, that can maybe shed, shed light on it. Uh, and that is that me. we begin with the foundational human experience. You might say, Jesus, she's going to she's gonna kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Can I go home with you? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tell them we had a uh, preaching the lecture. Tell them we had a fire drill. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. Uh, I'll face the music there. Okay. Uh, the, the experience of desire that we have—that um, uh, we we desire many things, but and we would articulate it in many different ways. But what we we we, we all desire. <coughs> Uh, meaning in our life, significance in our life, uh, and we desire happiness. Now, again, we can define happiness in, 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 in a variety of different ways, some better than others. Uh, we can be speaking of, you know, kind of an emotional thing, uh, you know, an uplifting spirit, 
you know, and that's one definition of it. You know, uh, happy birthday, or you know, happy, uh, you know, Groundhog Day, whatever it might be. Uh, but also, we're talking about maybe something a lot more profound, something uh, that is a, uh, uh, a a feeling of harmony, uh, of of uh, of of peace. Uh, so we all, you know, we, we all have this desire in our life. Probably the most uh, dramatic way to do it we experience is the desire that we all have to be loved and to love. Again, going back to Genesis itself, uh, St. John Paul's catechesis on the book of Genesis that evolved to what we now call the theology of the body, again, what we mentioned, the fundamental human vocation uh, to love whether that's in the context of married life, whether that's in the context of celibate chastity or vowed virginity, whether it's a content, whatever. Uh, it, it is uh, to give of oneself and to receive the gift of another. Again, uh, our, our social nature on steroids, to borrow a phrase from you know, Cardinal Dolan in that sense. Uh, so, we, 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 we begin with that experience. Now, we also have the experience of uh, what I call profound disappointment. Uh, disappointment in the sense that what we were hoping uh, to be the source of our happiness uh, ends up falling flat on his face, uh, or what we thought was long-lasting, if not eternal, turned out to be something that is transitory. Now again, one, just from talking to people or thinking about it, I think one way, the most dramatic experience of that would be the experience of grief. And again, over the years when you see, uh, especially people who've been married for you know, uh, to each other for however long, but especially, you know, for, for a long time, you know, and you're at the the the, uh, the, 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 the cemetery, and you know, the, the people are the widow or the widower, and the family are walking back to the cars, and in your gut, you know, everybody says, you know, this stinks. <laughs> uh, you know, this 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 was not. Uh, this is a real rupture of, uh, of, of, of the relationship. Uh, you know, there's faith. There, there, there's, uh, you know, I, I, I tell the story. There was one year I was at Huntington. I had a, a, a devil of a time trying to get a, a, a homily together for Easter Sunday. Uh, and then we had the Easter vigil uh, at the seminary. So I had, I had the first mass and... St. Mel's in Flushing, and I was driving in, and I was uh, uh, going, uh, I was on, on Metropolitan Avenue in, in, in Queens, and I see an old lady with a bouquet of flowers walking towards the gates of St. John's Cemetery. I said, there's my homily. <coughs> That's the faith that, that, that the, 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 the separation, probably her husband, maybe a child that died before she did, who knows, 
but the, the, the faith that, that that separation is only uh, temporary. Uh, but at the same time, it's, it, 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 the experience of grief, especially on that level, maybe not always as, you know, don't have to go that far, just helps us to know that, that, that what we often think about in terms of happiness, we haven't aimed high enough. Or it's just the nature of the thing that is going to be uh, uh, that, that, that it, it's, it's transitory, it's limited. But we still have that yearning. The yearning doesn't go, that's what makes it disappointment. Now, not for nothing, nobody's here from Rockville Center. They, 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 uh, there's a priest that taught with us at, at, at the seminary, Father Bill Slater, and he told the story about being in a, uh, always think about this, uh, uh, at, a, at a funeral, and the, the undertaker was trying to get the widow to get, you know, back into the car. They need to get the family moving. So he goes up and he says, Father, can you, you know, can you, can you move him along? So he goes up and stands next to the lady and says, you know, I, your family needs you now. I'll, uh, you know, you can come back, I'm sure, tomorrow. We're going to have to spend more time. And she said, okay, can you just give me another 30 seconds or so? He said, yeah, sure. So she looks down and says, try coming in late tonight, you SOB. <laughs> True story. Uh, but uh, the, 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 uh, that, that points us in the direction of a, of uh, one who can fill us up completely. One who can, uh, 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 provide that ultimate undying love that corresponds not not forced upon human nature but corresponds to the deepest yearnings of human nature I don't know if that, he's been dead a few years the name Henry Nowen that ring, ring a bell with anybody yeah. Henry Nowen lived when I was a first year seminarian uh, he lived with us he was like a scholar in residence at the North American College, and there was a book that he, he, he it was a series of talks uh, called Clowning in Rome. The book's about 40 something years old now, but it was, but he, I never get an image that he used, is that he, he talked about being at a rooftop in Rome looking at all the domes of the churches. And he said, in this big city, there is uh, all this room, space, that's for God. And he used that as an example of the human person saying that, the way he put it, everybody, you know, married, single, whatever, has to be celibate in the sense that there is a space in their heart that only God can fill. And that's an image that stayed with me. And I think it's relevant here, is that as much as we love another human being, as much as we love uh, a situation in our life, a job, a, a home, whatever, you know, uh, there is we cannot be filled up by anything human, anything created. We cannot be ultimately satisfied by anything created. Uh, again, the the, the Saint Augustine. Our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. 
Uh, other than that, we're, we're looking for love in all the wrong places, as the old song said. Uh, so again, with that, uh, in, in the middle of that drama comes the offer from the Lord. Come, follow me. Uh, you know, uh, ultimately the Lord saying, you know, I will be, I will lead you. My, I am the way, the truth, and the life that will lead to that that perfect love that we all long for. Uh, and so, again, through the through the ages, especially coming out of the the, the, the tradition of Saint Thomas. Uh, uh, this, this understanding that the goal of human life uh, is the attitude, is, 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 or as the old Baltimore Catechism said, and I, I caught the tail end of the Baltimore Catechism, uh, but it said, why did God make us to know, know him, love him, and serve him in this life, and be with, happy with him forever in the next? It's still true, <laughs> uh, but I think we can put, you know, uh, we, we, we can fill out the language of it. So again, when we look at, you know, then we, we, we go back to the eight Beatitudes and we see that as, you might say, the pathway uh, towards the, the end for which we were created, uh, which in turn, as we saw earlier, elevated, you might say, and perfected the Ten Commandments. Uh, so again, we, 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 I think it's one way uh, in our own reflection and our own uh, looking at things, to, to, to be able to 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 approach this that 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 it, many times we think you know we're up against a, a, a you know better than I maybe as parents or as people who you know involved in catechetics a lot more regularly than I am now being here, but I mean that, that we we're always uh, having to kind of fight against the idea that. The church is just the, all these rules and regulations, uh, or that you know just jump through the hoops. Uh, that we're you know we're all about institutions, and you know I think we've had some sad history. But but if we look at at the whole drama of God in relation God's pursuit of the human person, you might say, uh, the hound of heaven, you know the, all those imagery. That uh, we, we we begin to figure out to help people to see that it is. Um, you know that, that that it is God who's calling them through the experience of their human life and their deepest desires to an ultimate fulfillment. That's not, as I said, in a in a in a, in a rule of life. Though there are things that we do and don't do, and we have religious communities that have glorious rules of life. We have, it's not simply in moral norms, as truthful as they are, but ultimately it's in that deep communication of. Uh, uh, of, of, of love, uh, the free, the free gift of God. You know, again, he was never, uh, he's never compelled to. Uh, I mean, he did, he doesn't need us, but he, he overflowingly wants us. Okay, so I just put that out there as a, uh, as, as a portrait of humanity from the prism of. Theology is it complete? No, obviously, but I think it sets us up for what we're going to be looking at next, or the next couple of weeks, is that we're going to explore the the experience of conversion uh, and discipleship. Uh, 
the, the, the conversion on a number of different levels. Now, obviously, we use the word conversion on one sense to switch from one denomination to another. We also use it on a more, you know, broad sense in terms of that ongoing reform and openness of our life, growth, and especially during Lent, we think of conversion. Uh, but again, borrowing from our the, the guy I mentioned at the beginning, Bernard Lonergan, we'll look at uh, conversion on the level of intellect, the level of affect, uh, the level of uh, uh, moral conversion, and ultimately the the element of religious conversion. So again, we see how the the whole person uh, is 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 drawn into uh, a position where it can then turn to uh, Jesus and the way of discipleship. As I said, at the, I think the first night, the idea of discipleship is the, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the idea of the moral life is discipleship uh, on the ground. <laughs> you know, how, when the rubber hits the road, how we live our, our discipleship. Uh, so again, the pursuit of good as well as the avoidance uh, of evil. So I would suggest, I mean, if you wanted to look, to, to look, you know, again, we have Bohr, we're going to break into uh, uh, the, the uh, Veritatis Splendor. Some folks are looking at Surveys Pinkers, which is a, a much more dense book. Uh, but also, I mean, as I said, the, the, the Catechism, I think they put down the, on the syllabus, the, the third section, the Catechism section, would be the, uh, you know, the, 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 the life in Christ is what it's called. But it said it, it, it also give you, uh, you know, some more uh, spell out in bullet points almost uh, the, the, this idea of the attitude and vocation to be attitude. I think if it's okay with you, we'll end here. I know a lot of people oh, no. are, no. some people are are are, are uh, ill or, or missing, and uh, we can, uh, you know, I wouldn't be able to finish what I'm going to start. So we'll start clean next week with. Uh, the element of uh, uh, discipleship and conversion. So I, again, I, I, I apologize if, if you, you can try to get a rebate from, uh, <laughs> <laughs> from <laughs> Cynthia <laughs> and Dr. Eisenhower, uh, but uh, I'm going to have enough trouble with uh, explaining the gap. You think Nixon had trouble with a gap in tape? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.